If you knew you were starting a business that would generate you $1 million per year, how much would you be willing to invest today? Travis Ferris is a real estate entrepreneur, sales coach, team leader, public speaker, and community builder. He's done the work with over $500 million in total sales. Now he's welcoming you to the table. But make sure you're ready. The coffee is for closers only. The mindset's the one thing that's going to keep you going. Coffee for Closers is powered by Collab Agents. Here's your host, Travis Ferris. Welcome to Real Estate Versus Technology Unleashed. Want to go ahead and uh, remind you, like the episode, subscribe to the notification bell. New episodes Friday, 3.30 Pacific Standard Time. Unleashed is like Unleashed, where we're after hours and drinking a high noon. So cheers. And so is our guest. Let's go ahead and change the camera angle so you can see who we have here on today's episode. Can I figure this out? I think I got it. Here we go. Camera angle number two. What is going on? We have the power couple with us. I'm going to take these headphones off because I feel kind of like weird. So Travis, Nisha, what's up? The Ferris team crushing it. And got to say, first off, congratulations on all your success. And it was funny because I remember we were just talking and then Travis is like, yeah, I'm coming out to Gilbert. I'm like, what? Come on to Gilbert. I said, dude, we got to like podcast first. I was like, hey, stay in our Airbnb. It's all good. You have a newborn. No big deal. Seven weeks old. So, uh, so you know, it is what it is. Don't even have the daughter's here at all. Like my daughter's super upset about that. Not really. I know. Rude. Right? What is going on? So, um, so Travis, you've already been on the show, right? You've done combined over $500 million. You have over a hundred agents from Colorado to Hawaii. I saw your clip on your Instagram, shout out. I see you're crushing it on stage, doing your thing. Nisha, let's get into like your story a little bit. So tell us about like why real estate, how real estate and like, were you both doing it? How did you do all the things you're doing now? Like, like what's the lead up with that? I mean, let's, she, she was working and I'll let her, let her flow right into it. So real estate, I was jamming real estate and she was, in escrow and, and oh. there. Um, she, Were you serving she, her deals? Like, hey, I got. I, well, actually, she was. was she your preferred Fidelity, Fidelity National Title, which at the time, like the place that I was working, did love love that company. Okay, okay. Um, but real estate. But that was your preferred because you're like kind of like had the hots for her or what? I, well, I mean, so yeah, it's <laughs> we, we've been together for a long time since we were like. I see that 20, 20, 2007, right? Yes, I saw that. Um, but anyway, she. To fast forward into real estate, she plugged into our world, and that's where things exploded. I mean, we, we met in college. You can kind of tell about that, but that's all I was going to say is okay. she plugged into our stuff and helped us double or triple our business. So, Travis, yeah. I just want to say that, like, she is she is the key. <laughs> so, tell us, Nisha. So, like, so, did you always want to get into real estate? So, you are doing, like, the transaction coordination stuff and, like, TC stuff behind the scenes kind of before? Or? I mean... Kind of. So we were just in college. He was getting licensed right away and we just, we needed money. And okay. So, so you already knew each other at this time. Yes. We met in college. Ah, okay. Okay. And so, and we were pretty serious. We were living together. And so we knew we wanted to stay in Hawaii. Yeah. And so he was getting licensed and we just kind of needed a steady paycheck. That ass. You want us freaking college in Hawaii? <clears throat> That's awesome. We both did. That's where we met. What's the major here? What are you, what are you studying? What are you studying? Entrepreneurial <laughs> studies, international business. Both um, of you? That's no, no, me. She, okay, she was. Uh, I was kind of a hot mess. Yeah, English. I was good. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. I was pretty much just going to school to 
I was on a competitive cheer scholarship. Okay. So I was hopping around to schools based on the cheer teams. Especially ah. is what was happening. I don't know if anybody watches Netflix Cheer, but it was very similar to to that world. Okay. We were. Go watch an episode. We'll yeah. Go out watch shit. Netflix Cheer. That's kind of what we were doing, and so um, we graduated, and then we knew we wanted to stay in Hawaii. Travis was bartending at the time, and he had clients, or I guess, what do you call? Regulars. Regulars, mm. sorry. That came into the bar all the time that worked in the clerk position of an escrow company. Okay. And they were like, hey, we're looking for, like, a clerk, which is literally someone who sits in the very back room and, like, just does, like, really boring paperwork of title and escrow, which wow, is wow. really, really boring. But I needed a job, so I went in. And when I went in... Um, on the way down from my interview, I didn't know that at the time the gentleman I got into the elevator with was the president of the company. Holy cow. And he's like, what's your story? And I'm like, oh, my husband's getting into real estate, or my boyfriend at the time, yeah. is getting into real estate, and you know, I'm just looking to learn as much as I can. And I pretty much gave him this like elevator speech, if you will, uh, from the 36th floor to the bottom floor. Wow. And then I got a phone call probably 20 minutes later being like, hi, my name's Shereen Duncan. I'm from... Fidelity national title, and um, we want to offer you a position in the marketing department. So I was like, okay, cool, I'll take it. I know, isn't that gnarly? <laughs> and I awesome. had no experience. I didn't go to school for that or anything, and I had no idea what I was doing. I was just very eager and yeah. this guy. And showing up as like, you, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. Like, like, I had no idea. <laughs> when you take all titles down and you just, like, show up as your totally. true, authentic self, it's so cool how things can happen like that. That's yeah. sick. And so they took a chance on me, and um, I jumped into title and escrow, which can be pretty boring. <laughs> I can imagine. But, paper. but I got to learn a bunch of things in the sales and marketing department and transaction coordinating, mm -hmm. like you said. But mostly what I got to see was how realtors were marketing themselves, mm. which was incredibly boring. In, yeah. in, in 2010, I was like, oh my pretty gosh, historic. postcards. Like I was literally putting postage on like, 5,000 postcards oh a week and I just God. couldn't believe this is what people were doing to market to consumers. Yeah. I also saw that all the realtors in the area were marketing to like one specific area, which okay. was like the ritzy, nice, high luxury word. All doing the same thing. Yeah, the exact same <laughs> Hello. thing. And so I'm like, I told Travis right away, I was like, what you need to do is go west, which is mm. west of Oahu, because nobody was marketing there because it was, uh, I don't know, less than the time it wasn't yeah, the cool no, trendy market yeah yeah definitely it was like Love you know four hundred thousand dollar homes versus these million dollar properties wow. that people were pushing but no one was marketing yeah so i was like do it and then i also said uh we have to do we have to go online like it's it's just this is insane that these realtors are yeah. not going online and so that's kind of how we Started marketing super hard. Oh my god! Um, no wonder she's a rock star. Just giving you inside, like this is what's up. You got to do this. Like that's she do. That's clutch. She's given the overview too. So because I remember, like when I first got in and she got started, like Escrow used to always do their top producer parties. Okay. And I remember, like that was one of the things that she was doing. And she's like, "Hey, you know, I'm putting on this uh, event at the country club." And I was like, okay, well, cool. Like, can I go? And she's like, no, it's only for top producers. Sorry. And like, it was just like, wah, wah, you know what I mean? Just yeah. insane. So, uh, but yeah, she's definitely been kind of spearheading a lot of our branding and marketing stuff um, early on. Wow. And then she can go into like how it was TC and it was kind of like, I mean, jamming from home. Like it was like, we were jamming in an office side by side. Wow. Putting deals in yeah. and she was TCing them uh, later on. And that then just kind of kept growing from there. 
That's super, super cool. So then uh, did the executive or like the president and reach back out to you? Did you have any contact before or like uh, communication before? Did they ever say like, all right, like your boyfriend's going to send all the deals, right? Or like, did you ever talk to him before? After, after oh, that? yeah. I you mean, the, we, I was very... I was very fortunate to be mentored by a bunch of awesome people after that. And, wow. and I'm still friends with him on Facebook and I, I write him all the time saying, thank you for the in essentially. Yeah. He still works for him too, right? Doesn't I don't know. He might be in California or somewhere else, but yeah. it's just twice a very tight knit. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't know, who, I can who, imagine. Who, you know, yeah. who's who or who your parents are or who where'd you go to school? And so mm -hmm. the fact that, cause Travis and I are both not from Hawaii that we were able to, breakthrough into the industry, I really am thankful for him. So Wow. And so what island? We were on Oahu, which is uh, the most populated island, which sounds like you and your wife go to Hawaii. So we go to Kauai. Okay. Kauai is our, our choice. Uh, we have a we have a timeshare, so we went there okay. earlier this year. And then um, we actually so did the podcast, first podcast episode ever um, in Hawaii at the resort. And we actually had Derek with the core team came nice. over there. Cool. And so it was really fun to be able to do that and to be able to like travel and have fun and like do what you love, yes. like with the podcast thing and be there, which is really cool. Um, and then actually when we were there, I met a buddy of mine. So we're on the beach. My daughter is playing with these two boys. So we're like, okay, that's cool, whatever. And the mom comes over and the mom is literally have like a newborn, like two, three weeks old. Okay. Okay, cool. No big deal. And the next thing you know, I see this guy come over and I'm like, he looks really familiar. And he like looked at me, he's like, you look really familiar. And we talked a little bit and finally got to the point where it's just like, oh, you're Greg. Oh my God, I haven't seen you for like 20 something years. Oh, really? And 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 my mom's best friend used to watch both of us when we were in like, I don't know, middle school, seven, eight, nine, like super young, right? So next thing you know, we find out that they just bought a house there. They have a custom home being built up in Washington. Okay. And then he owns a Fortune 100 company with white, it's called White Rabbit Group. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, this is crazy. Like, talk about like divine intervention. Like, how it like, and my daughter hit it off so well with his two sons. And like, so now he's like, you gotta come back. And then we went back and forth and just talked about business stuff and having zooms every so often. But you never know. You yeah, never know. Cool. So it's in almost Kauai. in Kauai at all things, like at a beach, like uh, the day and a half before we we're leaving or something like that. So we only had like, the, I think it was like the day before we leaving. So we were the next day, because we were there all day for like that next day, but leaving that evening. Okay. And so we had that opportunity to chat and hang out and like go to their house and all the things. And so it was, uh, it was a uh, wow type of moment for sure. So we're getting, we're getting called to go there, but I love, I like what Travis is talking about as far as having an Airbnb in different places and then like picking where you want to go. So that way you can have passive income coming and yes. then you can block it off for your team or yourself and, yeah. and whatnot, which is really cool. So, um, wow, that's super interesting. So then totally different vibe than quiet though. So we were on, we were in, on Oahu in, in Honolulu, essentially at the time you eventually ventured out okay. um, to West side, but for the, for the most part, when we were getting started. We were on Oahu. Mm -hmm. I love so. it. I love it. So then like you're doing that, you're going to school, both of you, at what point did you have like that? All right. Oh, hot moment clicked. We're done with the school thing. Right. And then I'm sure that maybe happened first. I'm thinking. And then it was like, Nisha's like, okay, like I'm going to come join you and get my license. Like how did, how did that even transpire? Yeah. Well, we, we wrapped up college. Yeah. Oh, so you finished, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I finished college. Congratulations. Um, you did. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> As a joke, when I interview people, I say, if you'd like to show me your diploma, you can at this point, uh, just cause I think in our world today, it's not a necessity, but anyways, we wrapped up college. And we were kind of like, 
where where do we want to enter in this yeah. life thing? And, and again, like Nisa said, we definitely want to stay in Hawaii, which mm. is an expensive place. So we're like, all right, mm -hmm. well, we've got to make money. And um, it was kind of like personal training and real estate were like two options that we were looking at. And we kind of went into different ways and then came back through and, and kind of started going. So, wow. Yeah, totally. And I think Trav joined a team because I mm. think a lot of new agents do. And then he just started to take off like just all these deals on his own. And so he eventually was like, I'm going to go out on my own. And then there was a time when he was just like, I have, he's a brand new agent. He's like, I've got like 10 deals in escrow right now. Like wow. you should um, join me, which I was, let's go. I was like, I don't know. Let's see. And we wanted to move um, to the West side of the Island, which was kind of far from where I was working anyway. So mm. I was like, okay, well, if we move and buy a house, I don't want to commute into Honolulu every single day. So I'm yeah. like, okay, let's do it. And so it kind of, yeah, we bought a little townhome on West Oahu and we set up an office space, it. probably smaller than this room that we're in right now. And mm -hmm. we worked next to each other and just like cranked. Like we would cranked. wake up in the morning and just get like geeked out on escrows. Like just, Weird, yeah. and it, it was fun. Like we liked it. And, and so. Giant whiteboard, mm -hmm. love the whiteboard mm -hmm. and the escrow tracker. I love that. Yeah. I love that. that. So I'm, I'm really curious. So you're in college. Where was that moment? Like, when did you guys first like lay eyes on each other and like, and like have that kind of connection moment where you're like, I'm interested in you or I want to know more or, or how did you approach? Like, what, what was like the, I want to like that very beginning. Like, so I mean, I, this is unleashed. I'll, I'll go, I'll, let's go. I'll take this over. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I was, I was actually full ride scholarship for cheerleading as well. Cause I knew really two things. And actually, I went to University of Kentucky on scholarship and then came out to mm. HBU. But I, I knew two things that I would get free school and I'd probably find my wife. And what? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, coming from Alaska, I was born and raised in Alaska. It's like your your number one football player will get some sort of crappy D, D2 scholarship mm. for football. And I was in hockey, soccer, football, like anything you think of. And I was in gymnastics, and so I knew that I could go through the cheerleading route and get free schools. Anyways, that took us on a fun, long road. Um, every year, you'd have new cheerleaders that would kind of come in. So I went to HPU the year before Nisa got there. I love this. And story. so we knew that there was new people coming. <laughs> and I remember we kind of had like the party condo, I guess you could say, in Hawaii. <laughs> And one of our friends like came and like had picked up Nisa from the from the airport, I think, or whatever. And I was getting off work, and like I remember the elevator door opened, and my buddy T and Nisa were standing there. And then we kind of just like saw each other, and I think I just made a funny like inner inner exchange communication exchange with them. And then the, the elevator doors were closing, and Nisa's like, "Do we know him?" And it's like, "You will." So, Dude. Yeah, that it was, was pretty much it. Was it was an elevator. What? An elevator pitch. Like, literally, elevator pitch. Yeah, now that I'm seeing this trend, yeah, it was an elevator Dude, <laughs> I, that is like, I feel like it's like you knew, right? And I think that, like, that's where success comes from. Like, when you know and you, like, draw the line of saying, so this is what's going to happen, this is what I'm going to do, you get it. And, like, here's living proof. <laughs> we have a power couple here that's now done so many things to have so much success in so many different arenas and to geek out on something together, which my wife and I were starting to geek out on some stuff together in the, the house hacking and Airbnb and fix and flip world. 
um, but come from a totally, completely different background. And it doesn't matter what your story is. It's just great when you find that thing and find each other and have this op opportunity to be able to just like love on each other and do what you do. So um, did you want to add anything to that? Or is that something yeah, up? Pretty much it. Is yeah. that it? That's that's okay. how we started rocking and rolling. Okay, now you're geeking out. Now we're geeking out geeking, on escrows. You're geeking out on escrows. So you're doing jacked. your thing. You're so jacked. Like, did you sit down and like, like have a board and write it out and say, this is this is the goal. This is where we're going. Like, were you always super clear and focused? Or was it like at that point, you're just geeking out and like closing deals? Yeah, so it's, I mean, there's a couple, like, there's so much that goes in, into this, into the question. I guess it's a loaded question. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. there, like one point, and this is something that Nisa has said actually a lot of times, which totally makes sense is like find a mentor and don't be afraid, mm. afraid to outgrow them. Um, and it was, it was kind of what we did because like I did plug into a team and I had real estate mentors. And one of the things that I did is like, I guess I come from Alaska, like oil field working family, like mm. hard worker. Mm -hmm. um, so I was grinding. And mm. one of the things that I did, and this is like a huge point, is like I never told, and actually for a long time we had a rule that I never told anyone besides Nisa how many escrows I had going. Really? Because I always wanted to look like I could handle more. And so like when I'm in the office walking around, you had a bunch of these agents that were kind of walking around like, I don't know if they necessarily didn't want to like, work or whatever but like they were always like oh i'll give travis this this deal like what yeah and like and so i never told anyone how busy i really was and because people would be like oh dude hey i don't really want to go out this weekend can you take this buyer and i'm like yeah absolutely and i mm. I never said no and i always said give me more wow and i remember like there was one time where where somebody was like i mean and i was i was by myself and nisa was teasing the files to where at one point someone was like how many how many escrows do you have right now and again, I was like pretty new and I was like, you know, 17. And they were like, what? So because I just <laughs> never told anyone or showed anyone. And actually I learned that from bartending to always look not busy. Like you were, uh, you could handle, you know what I mean? Even yeah. though like sometimes you're geeking out and you're like, oh my God, I can't handle anything else. But you just kind of keep it composure. Figure it out. Say. So. I mean, you talk to a lot of agents too. So like yeah. people get into the industry and they get like, pumped you know what i mean because they start making money and then they start to see the potential and it's really like it can your business can go to wherever you want to take it of course yeah so that's kind of like what started to happen to where we're like how big can we get wow and i just remember kind of like i think it was one time we had like 24 escrows with both of us and it was wow. just us there's no team right yeah and we're like oh we really start to need some help well the second you start to like gather a team if you will and start to like look for agents it's a totally different game and oh, we had yeah. no idea what we're doing and we're super young and so should we have been leading the way we were probably not but we just jumped in and started just like hiring like crazy because wow. at this point we think we're invincible right like because you, <laughs> you talk again you talk yeah. to a lot of agents and so yeah. we're super jacked everything's going good it's just us we're like let's start a team and take over the world wow is essentially what happened and i think the one thing that you always <laughs> probably hear people say that we would say is we're going to do it different. You know what I mean? Like, and you know what I mean? Like we're going to do a team and we're going to run it different. Like our, you know what I mean? And there's so many learning lessons like, you know, oh, yeah. downs, blow ups, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. bad hires, good hires. Um, I mean, things we did wrong. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah fell yeah. forward. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. Though. I mean, you right. You fell forward. Totally. And, and I think from there, we started to kind of shift into, I mean, you can go watch Trav's episode because I'm sure he talked about it. So we went from small team to a bigger team to a brokerage. And then that was just kind of the path until it just wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I think 
one of the things that makes our life very unique right now is that like I'm really out of production. And when you talk to a lot of team agents, like or leads, they're not out of production. They are still grinding and yes. selling. And I think what's very unique about us is that we might not be the number one team in our marketplaces, but I mean, we really do have a lot of freedom and I Amen. deals close and I'm like, I didn't have anything to do with that client, but I know that they were taken care of. And so I think that's kind of like our flex right now because we have a seven week old and an almost two year old and it's that we're not in the grind, but you know, we have pretty good numbers. That's Again, huge. are we number one? No, but we are pretty decent in our marketplaces to where it feels good to just run the type of business that we run. Yeah, that's huge. There's a lot of unpacking that comes with that. Of course. Yeah, totally. of, uh, again, brokerage, blowing up teams, you know, um, to where we checked our ego, to where we were chasing and, and shooting for vanity metrics. And we were shooting for number one and we actually got pretty close. Um, but we were miserable. We weren't, we weren't very profitable because that, that's my, that's our flex right now is profitability to yeah. where, um, when you're shooting for number one and you're getting close again, you're miserable or you're running around like crazy. You're not making the money you think you'd be making. And then you're also in everyone's crosshairs to where like, not cause we let things happen organically and we're definitely growing and pushing, but we almost kind of stay out of the crosshairs mm. and we're making more money now than we ever were shooting wow. for number one. Love it. And we're again, just, you know, two steps below the radar so that people don't want to like mm -hmm. hunt us down. So totally. I, I love that. So I can, I can hear it right now. Someone's listening. Someone's watching. If you're listening, you want to watch youtube.com. Um, and they're like, okay, we're a couple. Yeah. We're on fire. We want to hire. We're at that exact place in time. So what's two things from Isha and two things from Travis that you that you could give our audience right now that you learned that you would say these are the things to look out for? And like I know you said like ego is one of the things that you said. So starting yeah. like what are two things that you would give listeners? They're a couple, they're on fire, they're at that exact place in time. Totally. So you have to like super trust your partner, right? So mm -hmm. like the real estate industry is just kind of weird anyway. It's like filled <laughs> with like yeah. very pretty females and very pretty people in general. Yes. So like you have I have to be cool with him, like literally spending all day and all night trading up like, you know, hot chick agents. You got to be cool with that because those agents can help you leverage and help you make money and like actually really just help you in life in general. And like we have a pretty good looking team, I'd like to think. And so that. like you need to be able to like be cool with that. Yeah. If you have issues in your relationship, it's just going to like show oh, on the team. You know what so I mean? So true. And so that's like number one for girls and, or boys or whatever the situation is. If you're going to partner with your spouse and mm -hmm. your significant other, you've got to trust them full heartedly and like let them go to cocktail parties with other chicks. You know what I mean? I love that. So that's number one for sure. And I think the second one for me too is like at, at this point, whenever we make a decision, it's like, I'm literally like, is it going to give me more time or is it going to like increase our profit? Which when you're in real estate, a lot of the a lot of time you're trying to win awards or um, achieve things that aren't gonna really bring you to what you really want in life. Which yeah. is for me, as an, a mom, is like time or money. I love you know that. What I mean? And I think that that's really two good nuggets for a couple out there. That's huge. <laughs> that's huge, Trav. What you got? Yeah, and it's, I mean, kind of what Nisa was saying, one of our mentors to him story basically said that everything has price tags. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, when you go into something, 
you've just got to know what the price tags are. I've never actually thought about the being around because like, I guess as leaders, like I, you bring such an energy that like the energy about being around females isn't even there. Like I'm pretty sure everyone thinks I'm, I'm a really nice guy, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're like, man, that Travis is like a, a really intense, uh, genuine, passionate person, but he's also maybe, I don't want to say a-hole. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it just in terms of like, you know, we lead and, and that's the energy that we lead with. Checking your ego, again, making sure that like you're yeah. not just chasing vanity metrics. Um, again, number one, what's the price tag? And it's it's our old business partner actually at the time, like he is number one and 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 we, we essentially saw behind that curtain the price tags where we are like, I don't want to put my head down. And again, it's kind of a different way because mm -hmm. real estate, you know, versus tech that we're talking about today, it's a different game, it's a different world. So utilizing, and that's the thing where it, everyone was kind of telling us like as younger business owners, like, well, if you put your head down and work for 30 years, you'll be there. And we're like, uh-uh, like mm -hmm. we're gonna be there in five. And yeah, you know what I mean? And that, that was us to where the world's different, it's a different game. Um, and then the other one is who, like, um, you know, I think it was Ray Dalio or, you know, like Traction, he also talks about, um, also what good to great, Love it. Can't remember. But he basically talks about who. So our team, once we checked our ego and started building right and doing things mm -hmm. right and searching for profitability and finding the right place and finding the right home and, mm. and building this like happy, sustainable lifestyle, obviously yep. still with ups and downs. Of the course. people that are surround and we have we have people that are with us for like, you know, approaching 10 years. Wow. So when you actually are like, okay, well, you can create a world that's big enough for them to come and flourish and function like one of our gals, Taylor, um, you know, so she, she, we kind of like pushed her and urged her to start her own marketing company. We're like, Hey, you were doing our marketing for a long time. You need to start your own marketing kind of company and, and uh, graphic design to, to, to help, help these agents further. So everyone that plugs in with us or, or comes into our world, we actually look at them and, and it's not for everyone, but we try to grow people past their comfort zone. And sometimes it, it's not the right place for them, but sometimes it is. So it's it's the team that's around us now. Um, you know, it's, it, it, we, could have gone, we could have gone through 10, 10 different people to find that one. So it, it's constantly searching for talent, searching for rock stars and look, it's the who problem. Again, it's, mm -hmm. they basically say like, every problem in your life is a who problem not necessarily a what so someone can come and solve it so again it's just constantly looking for people to come into your world and essentially when i hire somebody to come into my world it's not so i can tell them what to do it's so they can tell me what to do Ooh, i like that i like that so we are on unleashed podcast real estate versus tech so now we're now we're live, oh, we're live, live. so we're live live on real estate versus technologies ig page so uh if anyone wanted to check out the we're not going to give them everything but we're going to share this with a few people and uh i love that travis i think that's really good insights and then since you did talk something about real estate versus technology and nisha you were talking about technology from the beginning um and how postcards were a big thing and uh, farming was a big thing and nisha got an air is a big thing so what has changed and evolved with technology over the years within your business okay well let's see so basically just to be blunt, there, there's like a, there's an equation to like pushing out numbers in a real estate team. It's like yeah. spend plus the agents that you have and then like your conversion rate and like what you're putting in. Love it. And I think 
that now what's kind of shifting with like Zillow and social media and everything that's happening um, in the world today is that it's it's being disrupted big, big time. time. Yeah. Um, to where for us, I think we're in the, you know, I think realtors really put their flag down and say, this is what I'm going to do for the next 15 years. And I'm going to build a business and it's going to look like this to where we're just kind of like we're riding the wave because you don't know where the world's going in five or 10 years. No idea. I actually, I don't see real estate being what it is right now. And no. for, for us, we just want to be completely, whatever the masses are doing, we want to be completely different. So like right now you just see a ton of realtors getting on and doing videos with the, the words that are popping up, talking yep. about pre-approvals and all this stuff, which, you know, we, we did that and we want to be informative and educational, but at the same time we're like, well, what, what we really need to be doing is getting in front of clients, people who want to buy and sell and just helping agents achieve that. And I think that's kind of where we're at right now yeah, is, being, is being different. It, it's always different. And that's what, cause I talked about Nisa basically in like 2010, 11, pushing us to Facebook and yeah. Instagram and pushing our content out through there, which at the time was innovative and pushing the limits. So again, it's for me, it, it's technology is changing so fast to where um, even like chat GPT and some of these AIs, it's like, you know, again, with, when the mass masses do one thing, the masters do another. Ooh. And it, it's like, even the green screen. So when I see people pushing stuff out on the green screen, like you have to be shopping for, and again, I think Gary B, I, I think he said this probably like 10 years ago, but you almost need to be shopping like five to 10 newer platforms and kind of like yeah. familiarizing yourself with one in case one takes off. Yeah. Um, instead of again, being a real estate agent in front of a green screen talking, the algorithm loves that, but now the masses are already picking up on it. So yeah, it's all about shopping for the speed of technology in terms of mm -hmm. what you can do to be different instead of, again, we, I think we talked about it too, like YouTube, like the talking head on YouTube, which I am super pushing out right now I as see well. You. I see you. In the midst of, you know, the red ocean, again, read blue, blue ocean strategy. I have my entire team reading it is how can you change the market? And actually it's, there's billion and trillion dollar industries now that didn't exist 30 and 40 years ago. That is kind of where my head's always at with real estate. Wow. Like, like Nisa said, real estate won't be here in the same level in five or 10 years. How do we stay ahead of that? You yeah. know what I mean? And there's ways to do it. Just you got to change, kind of change the industry. Yeah. I love that. And like to kind of, to your point, like you're not doing, you're not transacting anymore. So your team yeah. does what the team does. Yes. You could watch the metrics, see what's going on. I think anyone who's listening and, awesome. and viewing right now, right, <laughs> is like to think about like what is next because you can transact for so long, and now you're seeing the EXPs, you're seeing the reels of the world, and you're seeing that these these mega downlines. Yes. Um. So Mike Shard is a friend of mine, EXP, yes. and so he's showing me, and he's like, oh, he's yeah. like. Get your real estate license store, we'll get you in front of 6,000 people, no problem. This other thing, I'm like, oh, it's kind of tempting, right? And then he's like showing me that he's doing $101,000 a month just off his downline. Yes. And, and that's not even transacting or anything because he's not even transacting. So now you're, you're as a real estate agent who's watching this, it's like, okay, you could you could build a team, do what you're doing. And and not to say that you can't do the downline thing, which I'm, you guys with the EXP, I'm sure you're doing as well. It's like, do you do you build a portfolio? Like our co-host Dan Gann, he's building a portfolio. He wants doors. His exit in real estate is passive residual income from real estate itself. 
not even building a downline, which he is. He's with Real. He's used to be with EXP. Um, shout out to our co-host. This is going to be our in-person studio, so he's not here with us today on the in-person stuff. We actually tried that. We tried to have him on the screen. Oh, yeah. Too much tech didn't really work. Try again, try again, it, yeah. it just wasn't as personal, right, as when you're in person. Um, and so, so, that, so I feel like it's changing, even for like Liftoff, who sponsors the show, like. It's different because now agents are building these downlines, they're starting marketing companies, they're offering services to their own downline, yes. and then they're getting multiple streams of revenue, which is like, I don't want to say I feel threatened, I just feel like, oh, well shit, do I need to get my real estate license? Yeah, do I need to play too? Because of the fact that they're doing that, even though I want to be unbiased, I want to be behind the scenes, I want to listen, I want to learn, I want to understand. So what are your thoughts as far as like some of these new business models, the EXPs and the reels that are coming out, and like building these downlines and these different passive income streams. I mean, even like coaching these agents and like to subscription models. Like, I mean, Trav, I know you and I talked about this a little bit. Nisha, you, you wanna you wanna chime in with some of your thoughts, but so you know, these models which we believe in heavily because we invest heavily in them. Yeah. We're, we're 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 playing that game. Um, if you're not an attractor, there mm. it's just it's not I don't know, Trev might think a little differently than me, but there's times when like he's talking to agents and stuff and I'm just kind of looking at him like, if they aren't building a team and if they aren't really in the like marketing and attracting game, then these mm. models are not going to excite them. If mm. you're not excited to attract I like, I agents, then like it's just, and I mean, half the industry is like that right now. Wouldn't you say that? Yeah, and I mean, it's like... A lot of industry doesn't want to attract. But, but yeah. to talk about it for a second, I mean like, because to be funny, again, like people recruit, try to recruit us all the time. Of course, of course. And so like, I'm sorry if you're a recruiter, like hitting the phones, <laughs> but like I'll set appointments on purpose just to like have five minutes with this person to be like, hey, um, really? usually just to flip the script on them. Yeah. And I had this like big time KW agent that I like, I was, I was like, sure, yeah, I'll take a phone call with you. And they're like, okay, well, you know, I'm calling on behalf of so-and-so. And I was like, okay, cool, yeah, yeah, let's chat. And so I always get on the phone and like start flipping the script and, and I usually, it usually ruffles people's feathers, but this, this agent was basically like, you know, I, do, I don't want to recruit. And I'm like, what am I do? What am I, what am I doing on this call right now? Like, and so I was thinking, if you're at a standard, we call it, we'll call, we'll call it the standard model of real estate to be nice. Um, <laughs> if you're, if you're at a standard model of real estate and you want to build a team, what do you have to do to build a team? Yeah. Like you have to either recruit or attract or build like, and if you're not going to do those things, you're not going to have a real estate team. So there's this stigma that kind of sometimes that, uh, and again, all companies, not, not EXP or real, all companies can do it wrong, but there kind of is a stigma around like the recruiting and aspect. But the mm -hmm. fact is like, it doesn't matter where you are, you have to build. If you are a broker owner and you want to, uh, and, and you're at a, uh, what is Realogy just re rebranded to, what is it called? Homes? Yeah. Something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Realogy, former, um, if you are a broker owner at one of those companies, in order to get agents, you recruit and you attract. So yeah, absolutely what needs to say, and it's 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 a different game though. Well, it's they're different businesses. Yeah, they are. Yeah, that's they're where I literally have a giant whiteboard that has my flow chart and it's like real estate flow chart and then uh the building flow chart. And yeah. exactly what you said, where you almost look at the at the, the organization like Mike Mark Sherrard too, and it's a business. I mean it's uh, TC branding, marketing, coaching, mentorship. Uh, I mean, it is a full fledged, you know, value drive to where, how can I provide these yeah. people with a lot of value, which again, if you're a broker owner at another company, what are you doing? You have to have, or you have to have a value drive or people will leave. So, 
Wow, that's so interesting. The game is changing definitely in that regard too. Because like it's like okay, I want to focus on building a real estate business, and then like do you do you do that, and then you bring in a team, and at what point do you then you, then you just do the recording? It's like are you just doing recruiting now? Is that because you're out of production? It sounds like majority of what you're doing now is that recruiting and building and building that downline. Is that what the focus is now for you? 50-50. Okay, I like that. Yeah, we, we make sure the team's still producing because that is that's what we say. Like I literally say, we're a sales first organization. Do you want them to recruit though? Is that something that you put absolutely? On them? We want like, them to share. So when we uh, say, okay. "Hey, plug in with us," is plug in with us. I want your life to change. That's my goal. Like we have core values that we function by. I love it. I want you to plug in with us to our world. Your world change mm-hmm. and probably change your life. And then when your life changes, you'll go probably go to people at these other places and say, "Dude." This place changed my life. That's it. Uh, it's a come here, sell real estate. People will see it type thing. It's not a like hmm. plug in with us, make 10 calls to 10 agents. Like, no, we don't run that at all. Sorry. Okay. I, I love that. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I like, I like the core values, the foundation, like let's change your life. And then as soon as that happens, like, you know, it, it's, it's in any business, right? It's like you, like, and it's weird, almost like for myself as well. And I say this as humbly as possible, like there it was like a paradigm shift. And all suddenly now it's like opportunities and things are coming up. And it's like, what? Like, totally. did someone just hit the fast forward button right now? Because like I really feel like I'm on fast forward right now. And um, and then they watch your stories and they see your lifestyle, and they see what you drive and where you live and what you're doing and how you're traveling. And then it's just like, how do you not attract? Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you know, it's like it's almost like a, an inevitable. So would you recommend anyone who's watching or listening right now? that they first have success in their own right and then get to that moment of like, okay, I've now had this success. I'm at this pivotal point to then say, I'm ready to start to recruit. Is that what happened with your life or, or does it matter? Or, you know, I'm just like so torn about this because <laughs> with social media now, just being as crazy as it is, I just, I see people who have like not even sold a 10th of what we've sold or like built a team and blown it up five times. Like we have. Yeah pushing out content to where they could appear like an expert. And you know what? They're probably recruiting people. You know what I mean? I I don't know. I I don't know the metrics on everybody's um, situation. (laughs) She's doing some some skip tracing. and. uh... But I do know to retain and have the good amount of people that we have. And we do a really good job of we don't pull people in and just spit them out. Like when people come, they usually stay with us. We have really good retention rate. I love it. But yeah, it, it's a lot of people that just what Nisa said is they come in and they, they essentially talk a big game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Which is it's to a certain point, yeah, you gotta do that. But we wanted to plug in, sell a ton of real estate. When we sold a ton of real estate, we knew we would learn and master these things. Yeah. And then step it up and say, you know, I'm gonna sell four hundred thousand our homes, then eight, then mm-hmm. one million, then mm-hmm. two million. Because again, if you're like, I only do luxury. And then you walk into a two million dollar home. They're like, "How many homes have you sold?" If you're like, "Well, none of this caliber," you just lost the listing. So that's what we always practice. What we preach to where do first and then teach, teach after. So I love that. I love that. I, I remind me of what Ryan Sirhan said when he was going to be on a million dollar listing New York, and he, they asked like, "How many homes you sold?" He said, "Oh, a lot." Like they never asked how many. It's just a lot. And if you have that confidence and motivation, you're good. But to your to your point, Nisha, I, I feel like. There's a lot of people out there. Um, I know I had a little technical difficulty. Sorry. So the little recap slash kind of add to what you're saying is like there are a lot of smart, techie type people that know how to 
click funnel it or yes. know how to do a podcast or, or talk a big game and not have the experience. And I feel like it's fine if that's you and you want to do that. That's totally fine because you have the knowledge in that side. But then it's going to be harder when you can't speak to the knowledge of closing so many transactions and the nuances of all the things where then, you know, if you're smart on that end, maybe you find a partner that is already a top producer and then yes. you can yin each other. Because I've heard a lot of agents out there that like I'll meet and like they, they come to lift off and they're like, what the fuck? I'm like, what? They're like, well, I've been in business for 20, 30 years. I mean, look, I have these numbers. I'm transacting all the things. Who the fuck is this kid over here totally. showing off like he's done all the things and he doesn't know what he's doing, totally. but then it sucks for them because now they're like at like a place where they're like, what do I do? Because I want to be able to have my past experiences and all the efforts and all the people I've served to show through on these social platforms where people are like literally at like the verification thing. I think is so stupid. But that's a whole other story. It's like, come on, you gotta earn that uh, shit. You don't just pay for I'm, it. I'm and certified then... because my account got hacked and replicated so Which many is, times. Mine got shut down, so I understand. Okay. I just start Which, all over on Instagram, all over on yeah. Facebook. Like But yeah, I'm with you. It is I'm with you. I get it. But yeah, go ahead. I mean I mean I think Oh god, I mean this we could just go down a rabbit hole with the social media <laughs> stuff though. You really seriously can because it's just you really don't know what's going on behind the scenes unless yeah. you look at someone's PL. Like yeah. you just you don't. And again, our like our greatest accomplishment is that like we can have the steady income that we have. I mean, yeah, we are steady in a crazy market. She, is she trying to come in there? Honey, are you there? We see you. Yeah. This is unleashed. We're live here. Dinner Dinner's ready. ready. We have dinner cooking and dinner's it smells ready. delicious. I love the fact that we're having some dinner soon. So go <laughs> um endurance. I think too is like we've been in these we've been in real estate for 10 years we are you look at our zillow profiles are we selling 500 homes a year no but we're constantly yeah. anywhere from 60 to 100 it's steady income again we yeah. have a lot of time and we're slowly recruiting agents and so it's a lot of these influencer types who are going to jump into I don't, I don't know what their endurance is going to be like in four or five years because it's, it's a, it's a long game. Yeah. It's like, it's a long game Yeah, and social media can just make it look like it's like, you know, I've been in the industry for three years in my car and which you don't know what the situation is. No idea. Car. They could live with their parents and have the car, which is not a bad thing. I'm not like, yeah. live with your parents. Good for you. Yeah. I'm just saying you don't know what's going on behind social media. And I think that for us, we just try to stay grounded and know that it's like a long game. Amen. <laughs> I love that. For sure. Yeah. And I feel like anyone who's listening or watching right now, do your homework, do your research. You can go to Zillow.com with any agent practically and find out their production volume. You can also like go to a title company and like they're not going to give this to you, but you could, you can take a title up to lunch and get the top 250 list in the county. Um, and then from there, you can be able to maybe ask questions and talk to top producers and then contrast to someone who's saying or talking a big game on, on social media. Because at the end of the day, I feel like, what sucks the most for someone who's watching who is new, yes. they don't know the questions to ask. Yeah. And if you don't know what to ask, then you don't know what you're getting into until you're fucking knees deep. And then you're like, oh my God, I just made the wrong decision. And then when you're at EXP and you want to get a new sponsor, you can't. You have to completely dissolve and take so much time, six months, a year, whatever, totally. to come back to a new sponsor. Because even our co-host was had a sponsor, and I won't drop any names. He's a bigger guy. He's a cold call guy. And this guy's cold call, cold call, cold call, yeah. you know, whatever. He's in the Midwest. Good dude, means well, was on the show, and um, just not a good sponsor for him. 
And so totally. then he left EXP, now went to real and had to learn the hard way. Totally. But I see that you're passionate about that. I like that. I like that. We hit we hit we hit a chord. It mattered where you plug in. Yeah, for sure. I love that. So a couple things I want to get into and I'll talk about. We're already 44 minutes in. We're on the live. I'm going to wave to some people. We had George that stopped by and a couple different people on the live here. Real Estate First Technology. Give the Instagram a follow. Subscribe to the notification bell for our YouTube channel and give us some feedback because we want to make sure that you can ask questions. Give us some feedback. We'd love to answer any questions that you have. And then reach out to you too if there's anything coming up. If there's any questions. For sure. Yeah. Reach out. Instagram, social. I don't even worry about that. It's going to be a link down below. We'll get the yeah, sure here in a minute. I got you guys. But what I want to get into before we do end, um, now you have children and a team Ooh. and you're not getting sleep. And right now you're saying that like, you already said traveling, you're not at the level you're normally at. So how are you balancing all the things? I mean, it's super caffeinated and that, that's like, again, for parents out there, we, we were actually just talking about this. Like, yeah, I'm normally like super freaking high energy, yeah. fire, passionate, which I still am. I actually, I can carry it through. Um, but you hit, just hit a different game. And actually yeah. I'll tell you what, it's um, kind of like you said, like there's fast forward. Like, I mean, I have business deals that are like really good stuff is happening and coming and I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. God, I haven't slept in like two months. No, no kidding. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and, but you plan your, stre- your, your steps, you're more strategic. Like I'm like, dude, I'm wrecked. Like normally if I'm like, okay, well I, I won't set the coffee pot like on the night before. It's like, no, that happens wow. the night before. And so you start planning your steps being more intentional, more strategic, more life by design because you have to, it's like if nieces deal with some of the other stuff, it's like, you know, I'll be like, okay, cool. I'll clean the kitchen and, and, and the work. Fill the, yeah, it's, it's all hands on deck is basically what we say. But we were talking about actually on the way here to where like mm-hmm. uh, people with the, without kids don't understand. Like yep. it, it's a completely different game. Um, people with more kids, like some of I know a couple of buddies that have like six kids. I'm like, well, I can't complain to you. Yeah, like, absolutely. you know, with two. So it's like this weird um, people don't kids don't understand. People with more kids definitely understand. Yeah. It, it's a different game. Um, but I guess what we were talking about, like the joy and fulfillment, like it is, you know, we love our kids more than anything on earth. Yeah. Um, but it also puts a little why, you know what I mean? It's like mm. we are hanging on. And again, business deals are definitely happening and coming to fruition more than ever. But once we finally get an eight hour chunk of sleep, like that next day, we will light the world on fire. Let's go. Uh, and for people who don't have kids out there, they just want to say, you should crush it. Like, I think that's yes. one thing that if I could yeah. go back in time, because we crushed when we didn't have kids, but like, I would have just gone out less and just crushed a little bit more just so I that remember. we had a little bit larger nest egg. I mean, we're, we're good, but it's like, if you don't have kids, your life's way easier. Yeah. <laughs> that's just the truth. And then for people who are in the industry and they have kids, it's like, how much pressure can you take? Like, mm-hmm. how much can you take on and like grow? Yeah. Um, if you have kind of have that mentality, then like everything that kind of gets thrown at you, you're just kind of like, okay, I'm going to take it. And it's going to just like, yeah, turn me into this diamond, you know? So it's like, it's perspective because you could just, I know we've had tons of agents who are just tired and haggard and, you know, look at it from a negative perspective where yeah. like, I mean, it's like, like what Trav says, it's an extra why to kind of just Amen. rocket you forward. So yeah. it's like, how much pressure can you take and can you crush it? I love that. And it sounds like because you already had that momentum, it was just like, okay, we want to ride the wave a little bit, especially at like the very beginning stages. And you're like, 
every two hours waking up and the feeding and all the things. Crazy. And so, yeah, crazy. And now you can, all right, so why ride that wave a little bit. And then, uh, you know, we only have one and she's four and a half and now she talks back and, and she's very much like, this is what I want and I want it now and play with me and play with me like this. And so one thing that we're encountering is, is like you work so hard throughout the day. What I'm learning is, is to have balance with bandwidth. So don't put yourself too far out throughout the day where at the end of the day, I feel bad and I just did a video on this. That I wasn't feeling like I was showing up for my daughter or my wife the way I could be because I'm putting out too much throughout the day. And at the end, I'm gassing out. Totally. And they're like, fuck. All right. Well, and then you can't do anything. You have to go back to sleep, start over, totally. <laughs> do it again the next day. So you can be like, all right, now today I have more energy for you. Not to mention if she doesn't take a nap. It's a whole, it's oh yeah. totally. game over. I watched that video of yours on the way over and I was actually thinking like sometimes you're just it is what it is. Like right now, I'm like all kind of all family and Travis kind of just like pushing through on the business and I'm Love doing it. what I can. Yeah. It's just like seasons. Like sometimes you'll mm -hmm. go all in on the company and then like sometimes you'll be in a season where it's all about family. And I think that if you could recognize the season and then just write it out and stay positive, you said, Love it. and you, you, you said, you know, I'm just, I have gratitude and it's like how you yes. like move forward. Um, Cause life's short, you know it what is. I mean? And it's like, it's a chapter and you don't want to, don't want the chapters to go by any quicker. No. You know what I mean? But you want to look back and be like, fuck, totally. you know, I totally Absolutely. wasn't there for this, this, or that. And um, totally. yeah, I love it. And it is gratitude. It's like, I think it's a key, right? If you don't have gratitude out there, it's like, even if you don't have much, be grateful for what you do have. So when you do have more success in your life, then you could be like, oh my God. And then like, it's just totally. so much more worth it. And then one thing that I want to kind of end the show on and uh, is, because my wife and I didn't have much, right? And I was talking to Trav. Like, this is the first time living in an actual house and not in a complex. Um, three years in, very grateful. Now I get to share it with friends and family and all the things. Um, but our daughter's growing up in this reality that we had no idea about, like almost like privilege, right? Totally. And now you're going to have your daughters grow up in the same, and, and you're only going to be more successful and only going to have more places to travel and more, and like, so, so the thought is, and the question I guess you could say is like, how do you plan on having that balance for your children so they don't just think like, oh, everything's handed to you or you just get whatever, like, and I know that you're at the beginning stages of this. So are we, we're only like a four-year-old, but still like, she's like, oh, daddy, we have four cars. I'm like, yeah, well, we don't, not everyone has four vehicles, like that's not normal, you know? And so we're gonna take our child to Philippines coming up here in October and we're gonna get a team out there and show our kids are living and try to give it that contrast. Have you guys thought about that? What are your thoughts yeah, on that? 100%. Um, I, I've done so, we have done so much personal development, knowing really super successful people and really wealthy people that have kids and they set milestones and markers for their kids because, uh, it's the concept of if you gave someone running a million dollar business, a hundred thousand dollar business, and the person running a hundred thousand dollar business, a million dollar business, the person running a hundred thousand dollar business will basically bring the million dollar down. Mm. And the person running the million dollar business will bring the hundred thousand dollars up. And so psychologically you're in that to where um, I've heard people that when they gave their kids the company, they would only give them the amount of money in the inheritance that they have earned themselves. So if they Love made a million dollars, they could then get a million dollars of the inheritance. And Warren Buffett, I think, is only leaving his kids with like a million each, even though he's a multi-billionaire. Love that. Because um, he said, I gave them plenty and enough. Mm -hmm. The one thing for me that I, I think I'm, I'm going to try to set markers around is one of the, the, 
it sounds terrible, but I went to college and I had student loans. And when I got out of college and I'm broke as hell mm. and I had an $850 a month student loan payment start kicking in, I was like, holy shit, welcome to the real world. Welcome to life. I've got to make some money. And so that was one of the driving factors of like, I had to like grow up pretty quick and deal with this obligation that I took on. And I will say that I will probably make our kids go through this a similar, you're going to take student loans, act like I'm not going to pay. The second mm-hmm. you see that they like got it, because there was a moment like after a couple, like a year or two yeah. of dealing with it, that I got it. I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm making my payments. I got it under control. Once I see that they get it, it'll be like, okay, cool. I'll pay it off your your student loan. So like just stuff like that to where I like that the learning lessons have to be there. It's not an all out give. Um, totally. Again, coming from a oil field Alaskan family, like hard work is instilled in everything that I'm about. Yeah. Um, so there's some like genuine characteristics about me that came from not having everything. And so you want to make sure that they still build those characters and characteristics and and uh what's the word keeping grounded yeah yeah keeping grounded limited social media i think till a certain age which is crazy because we're super marketers you know what i mean like it's like but it's the truth but you're on social media I know, yeah. totally. but it's true it's like you know and for me just like both of us we want them to know where they came from because they came from a long line of people who like worked their ass off to get trav and i to yes. know where are um, to where, yeah, they will always know and be reminded constantly, like, this is where you came from. These are all the people that went through all of this shit so that you can be where you are now. And wow. I think that's important. I love that. No, that's great. The last, last is like the Chinese culture. Yeah. They look at generation. They look at generations. That, and, and I'll just say Americans are so typically are so bad at not looking at generational. They're looking at here now. Yeah. And so it is. It's like, how can we get our family to the next step and then and then instill in our kids uh that same thinking of okay i was left here how can i get us to that last last step or next i love step, that so i love that that's super cool and that's great for all of you listeners great for myself as well as we're growing and, and doing our thing and um definitely like that idea because i was even thinking about like and we're going through like the living trust and the will, all the things. And mm-hmm. I said, hey, it'd be cool to be able to um, give the kids the assets, not so much give them cash, as we're, my wife and I are putting together like a living will and trust if you don't want to do that. Um, and so there's so many cool things you could do. And hopefully if you're, you know, successful and have children and can take some tips from that, that'd be awesome for potentially to implement. Cool, whatever. Just like what you're telling me, potentially implement that. So we're at the end of the show. What would you both like to leave our viewers and listeners as we end out with today's show that they can apply to the business to have more success? How about you? Oh yeah. Ooh. So uh, is just ask the right questions. So like we literally are living the life that we used to pray for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And now that we're here, like literally everything, we're like, dude, I wish this, I wanted to make this, like this amount of money and and run businesses in multiple locations. We're here. So ask better questions, ask the right questions. When you're like sitting down and really, really just be strategic on the questions you're asking, because we asked questions and we got here and we're like, man, like if we could have just tweaked a couple things, you know, which again, we're asking better questions now to get us in five or 10 years. Yeah. That's my thing. Love that. Nisha? I don't, I don't know. I guess it's, I mean, trust your gut, you okay. know, and, and, and then just like always just be working on you. 
and everything else will fall in, in place because, I mean, yeah, you're your greatest I asset that. I get. Yeah, yes, right? definitely. 100%. Yeah, and I'll leave it at get in bigger rooms around people that are playing bigger than you. Totally. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because they'll they'll change your mindset. They'll be asking questions that you could be like, oh, she's next. Maybe we'll ask that question. This question. Totally. And then don't be afraid to outgrow them. Ooh, let's go. The nuggets are flowing. Yeah, so, totally. Travis, Nisha, amazing power couple, amazing episode. I appreciate y'all coming on over, getting on the podcast, vibing with us, and uh, it was a pleasure having you both on. Thanks for having us. Of course, of course. All the links are down below. Like, follow, subscribe, check them out, send them a DM. If you have any questions, want to join a badass team, boom, you got them right here, Ferris team. Um, and uh, yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, like I said at the beginning, please like it, please subscribe, please share it, and please give us your feedback down below so we can be able to add more value. As it is our intention to take things from our episodes, apply your business for massive success. And we'll see you all on the next one. Enjoyed this episode of Coffee for Closers? Subscribe to the show anywhere you find podcasts. And follow Collab Agents on social at Collab Agents. <laughs>